the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is a couple minutes after 4. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in forecast kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon we've had a little sunny break here or there 77 the high on the cloudy side this evening low 65 and still pretty cloudy tomorrow didn't get a shower a thunder shower or two especially later in the day high up to 90 wow uh let's see oh yeah of course <laughs> i'm thinking several things at the same time which is not uncommon uh a number of primaries of course are happening across the country including in pennsylvania both Democratic and Republican, and New Jersey and Delaware have theirs July 7th. Speaking of that sort of thing, we have U.S. Senator Martha McSally from Arizona going to join us, not today, but on our famous Friday show. Just want to give you a heads up. She was actually going to join us last Friday, but then we had a little scheduling situation where the uh, one and only Mike Schmidt joined our program, and uh, we were able to get things rescheduled with Martha McSally. So that'll be this coming Friday as part of what we're doing. You get the podcast of that Mike Schmidt interview, which was past Friday and all the other ones we do right on our homepage, WFIL.com. So help yourself to that anytime. You can also subscribe wherever you do the podcast thing. Coming up in a little bit here, we'll have author Christine Hoover joining us. She's written a book called With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. We'll be chatting with Christine here in a little bit. And if you want to win a copy of that book, text me at 610-500-DOVE. That's our text line for the show. You can use it anytime. Again, 610-500-DOVE. That's 610-500-3683. You can just type in the word Hoover, and I'll know that you are hoping to win a copy of the book we'll be chatting about today. Something else just to run by you very briefly. You've been hearing us talk about the partnership with Bibles for Asia. And um, to be very candid, the last few days has been a little bit of a uh, – I haven't, haven't been able to get an update for you, long story short. And so um, – and there was a little issue with the phone number. So I want to let you know that if you were one of the folks who was trying to get through to help out in our partnership with Bible League, don't give up. Uh, and just the two number, the, there's a number and there's also the website. There's 800-YES-WORD, 800 800- Nine three seven ninety six seventy three. That's if you want to call and make a donation toward Bibles for Asia, uh, the partnership that we're doing with Bible League, or right in our homepage is Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia. It's a banner you can click through. And there had just been a little bit of a possibility that uh, there was some some trouble of getting through, uh, especially on the phone in the last few days. So the goal is twenty two hundred Bibles overall. And as of like last Friday, we're about a third of the way there, which is a good start. We were hoping to wrap up this past Sunday. And just due to the things I just mentioned, we were not able to complete that yet and still kind of out there as to where we are exactly. So that said, um, keep at it if you would. 800-YES-WORD to try to call or click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner at WFIL.com. And uh, we can, one way or another, get the job done. It's something that... 
We do in terms of partnering with Bible League periodically, uh, usually in the springtime to bring Bibles to different parts of the world. It's I love it just because it's so simple. It's five dollars. The, the Bible's in the recipient's language, which obviously is important. And uh, it's, you know, I think, within most folks' budget to do at least one. Uh, maybe you could do two or five or 10 or 20 or 50. I think we had one person do a 80 and one another did 120, which is great. A lot of folks are doing five or 10 or, or 20, something like that. It all adds up. So if you're willing to jump in and be part of that and what the WFIL listening family is all about, Again, the number is 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673, or click the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner at WFIL.com, all part of what WFIL is all about. If for any reason you, you just want to get in touch with me because you're having trouble with that or anything else to enter our contest, again, that text line's available for you, 610-500-DUB, 610-500-3683. Or email me. Uh, that's all. I like email still. I like it better than texting. It's just easier for me to type than my little finger. Wrong word. Uh, Timmy D. T I M M Y D at WFIL.com. Feel free to text in anytime as far as that goes. Quick break. We'll come back and have our chat going here with Christine Hoover, author of With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. That's coming up next. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 409, The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Time to welcome aboard author Christine Hoover in the book With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Christine, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Wonderful. You have this book out, I heard, and uh, I've been reading through it and thinking we should probably tell people about it a little bit. Are you okay with that? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all your... I'm great with it. Yeah, well, with all your heart, uh, living joyfully through allegiance to King Jesus. And if I may say, out of the shoot, I like the title, especially the part where it says living joyfully, as opposed to living begrudgingly, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or living re- yeah. resignedly or living wistfully, like you're you know, wishing you could do something else. All right, I'll do it. But how'd you pick yeah. the... How'd the, how the title come for you? Well, that was a very, very intentional choice to use the word joy, because as I was um, doing research and writing this book about the kingdom of God, I really realized that Jesus is inviting us to enter the kingdom through him. And that invitation is to come into joy and to come into peace and all the things that he is. He's inviting us to himself and he's inviting us to experience and benefit from who he is. And he is the source of joy. So that's why I chose that word very intentionally. It's a good pick. So before we go on, maybe a quick overview. It's The book's broken into three parts. I guess a king and a kingdom, false kings, and an unshakable kingdom. So the king theme going right right through there. Uh, just Can you give a, speak to just the, the way you set the book up and why you did? Sure. Well, I started with as books usually do, setting up the problem. One, that we don't understand what the kingdom of God is. I certainly did not understand before this. And two, that we have broken, distorted hearts, that our desires lead us to false allegiances, is what I call them in the book. That's the language I use. And these these desires lead us towards these, towards these false allegiances, and they promise us things that we 
we think that they can give us that they actually cannot. And so I, the second part of the book is the biggest part of the book, and that is where I, I talk about different false allegiances that are more subtle allegiances that pull us away from devotion to Christ, things like anxiety, isolation, comfort, control. And then in the end, I talk about the unshakable kingdom, which is the future, the coming kingdom, when we will actually get to see and experience the full reality of the kingdom of God. Christine Hoover is our guest. She's author of With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Chapter one, broken hearts, the words grieved and starved. Can you expound on that a little bit to kind of set things up? Yeah, first words of the book, Grieved and Starved, I used to describe a time in my life that really led to the writing of this book. And I felt grieved and I felt starved because so much had shifted in my life. And I felt that I was somewhat in a, in a wilderness period. And I couldn't pinpoint why I felt so restless and why I felt so uncertain, why I felt grieved and starved. And at the same time, I had been studying the book of Matthew, and what stuck out to me so much was this idea Jesus talked about over and over, the kingdom of God. And that the word allegiance is what came to me through that study. And that word and that language helped me to begin to understand that, you know, Jesus says we cannot serve both God and man, that, that there is a stark line between the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of God. My grieved and starved heart was because I was living divided. I was looking to people to meet needs in my life that only God could meet. So my heart was not wholly devoted to the king that I said, you know, Jesus, who I say is my king. And so through that study of the book of Matthew and this language of allegiance, that's where the book came from. I wanted other people to have that language and to be able to to acknowledge and pinpoint some of the things that we experience in our lives, they stem from and are fruits that grow out of these false allegiances that we turn to and cling to instead of Christ. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, you you mentioned the word subtle a little while ago, and uh, the, the other word in that beginning intro part, vending machine, and how it really took you time to think through. Maybe you could share just about the vending machine thing, but when you, you said look for approval from others or from people that could be all kinds of different things or why. And on the surface, you might not have really realized it, it took a while to dig down because theoretically, weren't you guys, not theoretically, weren't you and your husband planning a church and like, you know, it looks like you're serving. Yes. It doesn't look like you're, oh, I just wish he would like me. I wish she would like me. But that's underneath. Right. What, what, so talk about that, that, and that vending machine thing and how you discovered or, you know, realized what was going on. Yeah, I used the analogy of a vending machine to describe how I felt in that time, that people could just come up and press buttons figuratively, and I would I would have to, you know, do something. I would, I would serve them. And, and really, that analogy shows more about me and how I was, you, you know, I was allowing myself uh, to be not necessarily used, but I was trying to serve out of a motivation of being loved and approved of. And I think that it took me a long time to figure out what was going on. But once I started looking at the what was on the surface, so my emotions, the restlessness that I, that I felt, I noticed that at certain times I would get really frustrated when people did not do what I wanted them to do. And so I think for anyone listening, they can, they, to know what your false allegiances are, I think you can look at, sometimes look at your emotions and go, what? 
what is that emotion protecting? Why am I so angry that this person did that or that this situation is going the way that it is? Sometimes that shows us that underneath is a false allegiance to to something. Yeah. For me, it was approval. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, even with emotions, they can be tricky. I think uh, the words I jotted down, full life versus rotten fruit. And you have to be careful, yeah. again, which direct, which what's really coming out when the emotions right. are happening, right? right. And I think that that's what you can also look at. So I say look at emotion, but also look at what is being produced in your life. Is it life? Is it is it the fruit of the spirit, peace and joy, or is it uh, things that are death? So bitterness for me was one that I was seeing. I'm seeing this this plant of bitterness. It's not just a root anymore. There are there are things growing in my life that have come from that root of bitterness. And so I think we can look at those things and say, does my life reflect a spirit producing fruit in me or is there, is there death? And let's go back to the root of that and see if, you know, for me with bitterness to go back to the root of that and see what was at the root was approval that I wasn't getting from people what I wanted to get from them. Instead, I need to turn to Christ and know he is my he is my love. He is the one who loves me perfectly. And I cannot look to people to do what only he can give me. And of course, he'll use people to love and encourage and help and challenge me. But ultimately, my service has to be based upon his love for me, not what other people, will, how they'll respond to me. Yeah. Christine Hoover, our guest author of With All Your Heart living joyfully through allegiance to King Jesus. If you would like to win a copy, send me a quick text at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. You can simply put the word Hoover in there, and I will uh, know what you're texting in about. Also, on unrelated uh, unrelated note, but just on a related note, because I mentioned it about 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, uh, good news that the uh, phone number for Bible League is now working. It just got fixed. So if you had meant to call or you tried to call, had trouble with that in the last day or two or whatever it was uh, that they were having trouble with that, it should be working now. 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD to help out with our Bible League partnership. Just $5 for a single Bible or two for 10. You get the idea. And the recipient will receive that Bible in his or her own language. It's a wonderful opportunity to partner with us and Bible League International. Quick break. We'll keep our conversation with Christine Hoover going in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 421. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. You can listen on the app, by the way, in case you would like to download that free from our site, WFL.com. Put it on your smartphone or tablet and carry us with you wherever you go. We're a pretty good company, I'd like to think. Our guest today, uh, Christine Hoover. The book she's put out called With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully uh, Through Allegiance to King Jesus. And uh, the second chapter, I really like how you, it's called, you know, Behold Your King. And the fact that you are starting with the king. Like what you can always talk about all the problems, but in the end, I want to know what's the solution. And, and sometimes the solution chronologically comes after you've talked about everything else, but I think it's wise in a lot of ways to start with the answer right out of the chute rather than save it for the end. Uh, yes. I, well, the kingdom of God is the king. It's about the king, King Jesus and our, our submission to him. That's what the kingdom of God is, his rule and his reign in the hearts of men and women who have given their lives to him. 
And he, I wanted to start with him because I think so much of the time we don't think all the way to the end of our false allegiances. We don't think, what is this promising me and what does it actually give me? So control, I, I think by doing all of these things in my life and setting up my environment just right that I'm controlling my life. But if I follow that trail all the way down, I know, we all know through experience that we really are not in control and that that in the end, my security cannot be based upon that. So to look at King Jesus first and go, what does he promise? Who is he by his nature, his attributes? And he is a king who gives. He shares with us the benefits of what he has earned uh, through the cross and through the resurrection. And so he is a king who who fulfills what he promises. So if I'm looking for security, if I turn to him instead, he's, he's better. He is a better king because he does give security and peace with God uh, that, that no other allegiance that I turn to can give. So starting with him is so important and comparing him to the things that we tend to turn to instead and seeing how impotent they are compared to him. Yeah, and Christine, you know, it's. I'm just thinking as you're talking there, another, I think, wise reason to have that out front is because I would think in everyday life, it is easy to um, put him put him last and eventually come around to him, <laughs> rather than let's make a habit uh, right out of the chute, remembering what's true so the other things perhaps are dimmer, rather than let's go through all the other things and then land on him in the end. So, uh, yes, yeah, yes, that's true. You know, it's kind of fun, too, as I was reading through Chapter 2. You open up with my philosophy in life is that anything can be made into a game. And uh, was it you, you? I think you said something about you and your husband driving separate cars who can get home first. My wife and I do that too. Oh, yeah. So who wins? Usually? Oh, yeah. Is that, <laughs> is that usually you? Do you usually manage to get home first? Um, <laughs> my husband's not here to uh, refute that. So yeah. I'll say yes. Okay, great. I always win. <laughs> okay. Well, and then you talked about having fun with different games. Um, I think you mentioned uh, Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, and your sister used to play Price is Right. How did, what, what did you guys do when you were kids? Yeah, we used to make up uh, Price is Right. So we would, you know, play all the games and make up the make up the packages and guess how much they were worth and all of that. Yeah, so we had fun with that. Well, mm-hmm. well, and then you, but then you you lead that into another game show to tell the truth. Tell the truth, I think it was as a kind of a reason to. Uh, or, or how to back up the whole kingship thing. Talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah. I loved that show when I was a kid. So for anybody who's never seen it, just three semi-celebrities um, are trying to guess the guest who is really the person they say that they are. So there's three people describing their jobs and all of that. And I, I use that as an analogy to talk about how we put ourselves in the judge judge's seat to determine who is worthy of our worship. And giving different illustrations of, you know, a lot of times what we put in that seat is our own selves. And the whole book really sets that up. It's just all of our false allegiances are built upon this idea of self as king, self as ruler, self as kind of the, the measuring, you know, measuring uh, tape and that everything is about about us and and all these false allegiances will pull us toward that and sometimes that can look really good on the outside i even have a little chapter on image and how we sometimes you know that was my whole story growing up of trying to be this good christian girl but on the inside it didn't match what was what what i was doing on the outside and so 
these false allegiances will, will pull us towards self, toward reliance on self, toward self-sufficiency. And I think that's important to realize is that the kingdom of God is not about us. We are, we are invited into the story, into the kingdom, but anything that sets our minds on self or self is the answer is going to be a false allegiance. So that's what that chapter does is using to tell the truth to share. There's really only one king. There's only one person worthy of our worship, and that's Jesus. Christine Hoover's our guest. She's written the book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. We often give away books through WFL's Rewards Club. Fun prizes and contests and surveys there. But this time around, just a nice straight shot. Text me at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. That's our uh, show line here. And you can just simply text in your name and the word... uh, Hoover, and I'll know that you're texting about Christine Hoover and the book that she's written with all your heart. Quick break, come back, keep our conversation going. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 431, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in today. Forecasts on the cloudy side, the balance of the afternoon. Maybe a little sunshine here or there. 77 the high, kind of cloudy night. 65 the low. Tomorrow still cloudy. May get a shower or two or a thunder shower even, especially later in the day. High up to 90. Uh, also, of course, uh, the primaries are happening in Pennsylvania today. Both Democratic and Republican, uh, New Jersey and Delaware have theirs on July 7th as far as local uh, stations uh, or local uh, states. There are a number of other states across the country having their uh, primaries today as well. Our guest on the program is Christine Hoover, and she's written a book called With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Part one is called A King and a Kingdom. Part two, we've been talking about false kings, and one of them uh, which I think is really interesting because the false kings can take all kinds of appearances. Comfort is one of the chapters you talk about. And I, I think you talk about it also in conjunction with the fact that, uh, you know, you might be out for a while, then you finally get home. And you're like, all right, I'm, you know, I can kind of get away from everybody and just get my my snack out or hang out and, and, and chill and all that sort of thing. Talk about comfort a little bit. Well, comfort, I, I am an introvert and I've had a lot of time at home lately. But before that, whenever... Uh, I would be out. There's always that moment where I'm like, I can't wait to be at home in my bed with my book. That's the idea of comfort for me. And I use that to talk about how, you know, we all have different means of comfort that we turn to. Anything that we, that in some ways it can sometimes be an escape or uh, just a sense of completion of being done for the day. Sometimes I think of comfort as home, you know, just not my physical home, but just a sense of home where I, where I belong. And so I think sometimes we as Christians are looking for that sense of comfort and not realizing that Jesus says that to follow him means that we take up our cross and we follow him. And that's not a life of comfort. This is not the time for comfort. And I'm not saying, of course, that he does not give us good gifts or that there's not rest, um, that kind of thing. But I think just knowing that this life is meant for cultivation of the seed of the kingdom, that he has invited us into his kingdom. We benefit from being under his rule and reign. And now is the time to share that with other people. And that requires holy discomfort. 
getting out of our comfort zone and living our lives for him rather than for self. So that doesn't mean, though, that the, the desire for comfort is wrong. I think it's just knowing that, that comfort comes in the future kingdom, that full, complete comfort, what we're looking for, that is to come when we get to be in the kingdom of God and he says, well, done, good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. That is where true comfort lies. So that desire we have, I think it, it can point us toward the source of all comfort, which is which is Jesus Christ, according to Second Corinthians, and the, the place of our comfort, that it will be, we will enter our rest in the kingdom of God. Christine Hoover is our guest, author of With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL in Philly here. Yeah, and... and in that chapter, what I liked about also you talked about kind of a coming home, sitting on the couch, a little ice cream or something and settling in, but then saying that, you know, there are times when you're doing that, maybe that's fine, but uh, there are times that you say, I think it was, uh, there, there are moments when I'm lost in both my sugary sweets and sugary television show and I recognize I haven't actually found comfort in what I've rewarded myself with. Tomorrow and its cares already loom in my mind. Exhaustion presses down on, presses down on me. And the sweet treat has been consumed in a fleeting minute. It's as if I'm trying to desperately sink into a figurative couch of ease, uh, but I can't get comfortable. And so that that's, that speaks to what you're saying. It's not, not, again, not that it's bad at all to have a, a little treat or, or relax or something. But if it, if you're heading toward that, I guess, it's like I almost like I deserve it. I think you talked about like God owes me, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, you're going, yeah. a little, going a little too far with that then. Definitely. And I think when it becomes, as, as we've all heard this before, but when it becomes an ultimate thing, when that is what we turn to as the answer toward, you know, for whatever is ailing us, the circumstances of life, then that's when, that's when I would have pause. You know, yeah. I think we can, God does give us good, good gifts of the things we just mentioned, but uh, when it becomes an allegiance, over Christ, and we we think we begin to think, oh no, God is not a source of comfort. He is more like a killjoy. Then we're we're misunderstanding who who God is, and that has effects in our life. You are so right. You are so right. Uh, the, you know, when you said that, one of my I guess my life verse, if I would call it that, at least in the recent years, is Psalm eighty four eleven. The second half of it says, "No good thing does He withhold." from those whose walk is blameless. Mm. And I, I think about that verse, not so much about my blameless walk or whatever, but that it really traces back to God's character. And when you choose something mm. else rather than what he has for you, then you're saying that there are moments in your life that would, it would actually be better to pick what you want. It could be anything. It could be cheating on your spouse. It could be gluttony. It could be rage. Like, ah, oh, I felt good to get, mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have done that. Almost telling yourself that, and that gets back to your title living joyfully through allegiance to King Jesus, because basically one option is you think you're going to live a certain way, kind of begrudgingly with the Lord, or, or maybe like, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it out. Like, like I'm training, I'm running, you know, and then at the end I'll be glad. It's like, yeah, there's some training, but you can be glad right now because in this very second, or the, there are no time, there are no, no, no points in the time space continuum where you could choose something better than what God has for you. It's not just a later thing, mm -hmm. Right. So that's what you're saying. You misre it misrepresents God and nobody wants to be misrepresented and, and to think that God's only good 80 or 90% of the time or six, whatever percentage, you're just wrong. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think 
God is wanting to give us of himself. And I like to think of the titles of Jesus in, in Scripture. You know, that's who, who he is, the Prince of Peace, for one, is what he's wanting to give us. So he is a giver. He, that's the one thing that really sticks out to me, Tim, from writing this book. As, as I went along, I just thought, what, what Jesus is trying to say in the book of Matthew is that he wants to give to us, and nothing else that we turn to is going to be able to give like he can. He's called living water. He's called the bread of life. He, he does not run dry. So even I think about the um, the last the Last Supper where he you know, says, "This is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you." He's saying, "Consume me. Come and take and eat and and receive me." And 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 I want to give. I am giving of myself everything I can give for you. So he is the King who gives, and there is no other King like that. And that gives me a lot of joy just talking about it. And it's really changed my perspective on life, to stop and think, what am I chasing down right now? It's just so, so bare and, and sometimes poisonous, and it doesn't give, but, but turn to Christ. He's the king who gives. Amen. Amen. Christine Hoover, kind enough to hang out with us for a little bit, our new book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Uh, you know, on that comfort theme, I remember a pastor of ours, he said, uh, comfort didn't die for you on a cross. And I've never forgotten that mm-hmm. phrase because yeah. the, because of the allegiance. You mentioned the word allegiance throughout the book. And we are so dedicated mm-hmm. to our comfort or other. I mean, it's, it's interesting because in part two, you list anxiety, control. Some of those words can seem, uh, oh, I get that. That might be a negative. Comfort, maybe not so much. Like that's a negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we all deserve some comfort, don't we? But it can be, uh, like you said, an allegiance to that where now you, it's almost as like it's your savior. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't die on a cross for you. Don't get it mixed up. Don't be that dedicated to it. Well, I also think of the escape as well in that. And escape could have a bad connotation. But I think when we think about rest, uh, we, can, we know that's a positive connotation. But sometimes even the way we choose to rest is not – it reveals a false allegiance. And – I share a story in the book of being a mom of young children, and 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 my husband would say very graciously, like, "Hey, on my day off, I, I want you to be able to leave the home and just go do something that will rejuvenate you." And so I would leave, and I would go walk around Target and just you know walk up and down the aisles without kids, and that was really great. But after a few weeks of that, I kept coming home, and I felt almost tired, more tired than before, and just like I do not feel at rest in my soul. And I realized that I was turning toward things that could not fill me up in order to be rejuvenated and to recharge. And so even sometimes the way that we rest can be can become uh, a false allegiance because it can become this escape of just trying to do mindless things, to scroll on social media or whatever as a break, quote unquote, um, when in fact, uh, even in in that needing our souls recharged, we want to turn toward our King and say to Jesus, I need something. I need rest. I need, uh, I need you to help rejuvenate me and, and looking to him. And he may use walking around Target, but the point is turning toward him, bowing toward him, uh, 
uh, in those things. Christine Hoover, our guest, she's written the book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just need your name and the word Hoover, and I'll know you're texting in to win Christine Hoover's book. Again, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Take a quick break, come back, and uh, wrap up our conversation with Christine. I also have a little uh, fun sketch I'd like to play for you from Isaac Air Freight, if we have time, that kind of ties in nicely with the book today. Back with that in just a little bit uh, here on Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It is 4.45 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Continuing our conversation, uh, wrapping up with Christine Hoover, author of the book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through uh, Allegiance to King Jesus. Christine, on the back end of that uh, you know, chapter, or not, uh, section two, part two, you, uh, you tell about your brother being a farmer and kind of um, closing out the thought about not looking to those other things, but realizing that there's a, there's a, a working a daily wrestling with the soil um, right. T- talk about your brother a little bit and, and that. And- yeah, it's actually my brother-in-law. Okay. He farms in uh, South Texas. He okay. farms cotton, among other things. And I love getting to talk to him about farming because there's so many spiritual analogies. And of course, from scripture, Jesus uses so many agricultural analogies to talk about the kingdom of God. And the one thing that stands out to me, my brother-in-law's name is Travis. Um, the one thing that stands out to me from talking with Travis is, is how much he focuses on the harvest and everything. I said to him once, I asked him, so take me through the year. Like, what are you doing this month? What are you doing that month? And, you know, there's all different parts of the planting and growing season. But he said, every day when I go out, no matter what I am doing, I think about that crop. I think about the harvest day and Mm. everything I do is for that. And that has been such an encouragement for me to, as a Christian, to think about Jesus said there will come a harvest and that that we will be brought into the Father's barn as his um, children, as his wheat. And that every day, if, when, I, when I'm, as I'm going through my life, to remember what's to come, that the kingdom of God is still to come in some ways. It's already come through Jesus, but we don't see it fully yet, but but one day that harvest will come. And so everything I do, I want to keep that in mind because that's how I can continue cultivating, working through the weeds. You know, he even talked to me about working with fertilizer and, you know, cleaning out manure trucks and things like that. That's not fun work. <laughs> right. Sometimes he said, you know, I don't even know if this is going to, this is going to matter. And because sometimes his crops have gotten ruined by weather conditions or whatever. Yeah. But he's thinking about that. And that's been such an encouragement to me in my Christian life. Christine, so let's close out the book, part three, An Unshakable Kingdom, uh, To Kingdom Come, and, and On Earth As It Is in Heaven, the last uh, couple of chapters. Just you close, you know, whatever, however you'd like to summarize those couple of chapters for listeners. Yeah. If you would. Well, I think that's a great segue from talking about farming and, and the end, uh, keeping the end in mind. I think one thing that's been so helpful for me in my in my adult Christian life is to learn more about heaven and to learn more about what's to come and to let my imagination expand in that area so that I can think about specific things. When I think about what's to come, think about being in the presence of of my King and, 
in the presence of other saints who love him and and what we'll be doing. And so I wanted to paint a picture of that at the end of the book, but then also to say, okay, in light of that, how do we live now? How do we live as servants of the master? So in the book of Matthew, Jesus calls us two things. He calls us children of the father and he calls us servants in the field of our master. And so we live as servants right now. And how can we do that well? And so the last chapter, I guess, talk about what kingdom work is, because we use that phrase so much, and I really couldn't have told you exactly what that meant before writing this book, but kingdom work is as simple as, and I say simple, it's not simple, easy, but it is bringing our hearts under the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. And of course, that's going to evidence itself out in our lives and what we do, but that could be a simple act of repentance. That is kingdom work. It is not going out and doing all these great big things. And, of course, some of us will, and God will call to that. But each time that we turn to Christ and we repent of our false allegiances and we serve Him, serve in His name, that is kingdom work. And that's we get to be a part of cultivating the kingdom of God and bringing it to fruition. Good words. Good words. Christine Hoover on the Tim DeMoss Show author of With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. You also, if folks want to keep in touch or keep you know listening, uh, you have a podcast you do too, right? I do. It's called By Faith. Okay. And each season I tackle a topic from different angles. So I just finished up a season actually on false allegiances. Okay. I've done some on friendship, things like that. Okay. And, and how often is it just as you can or is there an actual schedule you try to keep with that? I do once a week each season, but I'm taking a little break right now, yeah. and I'll be back, I think, in August. Yeah. Okay. And there's also, is the best way to find that on your website, or I think it was gracecoversme.com? Sure. Yeah. You can find my books. You can find my podcast, anything on my website there, gracecoversme.com. Okay. And uh, just circling back to Texas for a second, your brother-in-law um, is there currently, and you did you grow up there or spend time there? Yeah. I was born and raised in Texas. I grew up in East Texas, which um, is beautiful, pine trees. And then I went to Texas A&M for college, met my husband, and we moved from College Station uh, 12 years ago to Virginia, where I live. And we live now, and we, he, he's a pastor of a church that we planted here, which you mentioned earlier. Wow. So tell me something about Texas, like that I might not know. Um, Anything... Oh, my. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I feel, I feel like I'm representing all the Texans out there. <laughs> well, here's what I'll tell you. I, uh, went, I went through Texas once. My brother, Bob, was driving, and he was actually working for Focus on the Family. He was taking a job in 1988, and I was too young to drive the U-Haul, so I was in the passenger seat all 3,000 miles from Pennsylvania. We drove south and then across the country. There's, I guess, three different ways you could mainly go across the country, and we took that route. And I remember being in Texas, and... My right arm was out the car. By the time I got to California, my right arm was tan. My left arm was regular. I didn't even notice it until I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this long stretch well, of like open. It was so huge. I just remember the vastness of it. But Yes. So that's that's one thing you could spend a whole day driving and still be in Texas if you start. You know, where my sister and brother-in-law live, it's very bottom tip. They live nine hours from my parents who okay. are on the eastern side of Texas. So. It's a huge state, and every part is very different. So where I grew up is is kind of hilly with pine, tall pine trees, but then other parts are barren or flat. 
Um, so it's just a great place to explore. I miss it. I miss the food very I, much. <laughs> I, I have a couple of friends who were, used to be in Nashville. They moved to Texas. He lives in Houston. And he's always posting pictures of brisket. <laughs> so It is like our state. Our state, uh, I guess, entree, brisket. <laughs> it always looks so good. I have, a, I have a sister-in-law, too, and brother-in-law who live in San Antonio. They actually own a Duck Donuts out that way. So, oh, fine. Have you yeah. ever, ever... San Antonio is a great place to visit. Yeah. Good. Well, and I and I don't Are you a sports fan at all? Yes. So, spur... <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. Cow- Cowboys! All right. Well, I got to go. See you. Bye. <laughs> no, well, I was... I, I know. Well, I grew... Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. no, go ahead. You go ahead. I just, I grew up in, I grew up near, you know, right outside of Dallas. I'm a Rangers, Mavericks, Cowboys fan. I know. Right. I'm sorry. And you're, you're a Christian too, right? now. I'm kidding. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I was going to say, well, the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, I thought, I respect, they won five championships. People talk about the Lakers and the Celtics and the, the Bulls, but. San Antonio mm-hmm. won five titles, I think, over 14 years, which to me is more impressive to sustain success that long rather than just like, all, I mean, all in a row is, imp- is impressive too. But anyway. Yeah. I'm a big Tim Duncan fan too. He played. Yes. He played well, Christine, thank you for taking time with us. Greetings to your family and your, and your boys and all that. Uh, are you guys thank holding you. up okay these days? Good family yes, time? Yes. We've kind of settled into a new routine and we're doing well. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks for taking time and for sharing your book with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really fun conversation. My privilege. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Christine Hoover, author of the book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. If you want to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And after this next little sketch I want to play for you, we'll draw a winner of that book. Uh, This is called King Me, certainly appropriate considering the book we're talking about by the classic group, uh, comedy group, Isaac Air Freight. Let's see if I can just squeeze this one in here and uh, oh, that one's sticking out. Maybe if I lift this, oh, now the door won't close. Oh, yeah, this should do it. And so... King Me totally surrendered and gave King of Kings uncontested rule of the kingdom, a decision he never regretted. King Me began to see revival like he'd never imagined. But he always remembered, revival must first start within your own kingdom. That's Isaac Air Freight and the sketch King Me. We had Dan Rupel, one of the founding members of Isaac Air Freight, on the program a few weeks back, the podcast that... On our homepage at WFIL.com, extremely creative group. Dan Rupel himself actually helped with the David Letterman, The Tonight Show for a while, and uh, also The Price is Right and a bunch of other things. Very talented man, godly man, and uh, you can look at the podcast on our, on our homepage at WFIL.com. Let's wrap up. Just a congratulations to Sergey in Collegeville. Just drew his name to win Christine Hoover's book, With All Your Heart, Living Joyfully Through Allegiance to King Jesus. Congratulations, Sergey. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.